good day, good afternoon, good night. How you doing? This is MCM and you're listening to You're Probably Right. Today we are going to have a serious conversation. Well, maybe not a serious conversation, but there's going to be a serious talk happening here. Now, of course, I'm only doing the talking, but just stay tuned. I think I need, what do you need? I need a, um, an engineer. That's what I need. <laughs> like Joe. All right. What's up, y'all? You're listening to You Probably Write Podcast. I'm your host, MCM. And I'm doing it live. Live all around. I'm doing it live in front of, uh, what's up? I'm doing it live in front of TikTok. Um, um, recording it for you people. My people. Yesterday was the first time I did a podcast in about a month, and that was since my sister's passing, and I, you know, I just didn't have the vibe, and then I got locked into doing some other stupid things, wasting my summer while working, you know. What's up, y'all? Anyhow, it's cool if you guys hang out. It's kind of like a a social experiment for me because I'm a, what do you call it, an introvert, so it's not so normal for me to actually be expressing myself over here you know and at the same time I'm also having you people judge me (laughs) talking my foolishness but I mean it's my world so I just get to say whatever I want to say and people may or may not agree but apparently my my people on um, podcast listeners apparently they love it so I'm doing it anyhow so let's see I'm gonna get back into the questions corny questions but I mean questions if you want to what's up Sabrina, what's up, Olivia? Ha, that's an interesting name. Anyhow, let me get back to the questions that I was answering yesterday. You guys can um, actually listen to my podcast. It's on Spotify, it's on Amazon, it's on Apple, and everything else that's good, all right? So, this might sound or seem rough. It's because it is, and it's because it's uh, out of my comfort zone, which I think it's always good to jump out of your comfort zone every once in a while to experience new things. So, um... Let's see. I can make that smaller. Let's see. No, let's see. I already answered what my favorite book was. What makes you laugh the most? Hmm. I don't know. It's hard to say what makes me laugh. I love I love to laugh. So I love to laugh at things that happen spontaneously um, or even the, the more heady jokes where it's being set up and if you happen to be on the inside where you see it being set up and then the person I guess who the joke might be on um, has no clue and watching a joke develop is really cool to me you know that's me that's pretty simple what else do we have what was the last movie you went to? <laughs> what did you think? Oh, gosh. Unfortunately, I went to two movies in the last two weeks. And, okay. The last, the very last one was Thor. I went to uh, watch that Thor. Was it Thor in Love or some Whatever it was. Emotional something. Whatever. Something about Thor. What was it? Let's see what it was. The Thor movie. Somebody probably knows exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> this is why you need an engineer to say this stuff. Okay, just 
Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah. So that was interesting. Um, we didn't stay till the end, the very end. We actually dipped about... Probably with like 13, 14 minutes left to go. And worse than that was that I was this place called um, like a VIP in Markham. And you pay a little bit more money for that experiment, or that, that experiment, that experience. And trust me, it was nothing to, not, it was horrible as far as I'm concerned. I mean, it could have been better. It could be worse, I guess. But um, it certainly doesn't top that last Spider-Man movie. But worse than that was after two long years of COVID nonsense and um, being basically a shut-in, gaining weight, I went and first thing I saw was the new Jurassic Park movie. Horrible. <laughs> we didn't even waste our time finishing that one off. Could you believe it? We watched, how do you watch a Jurassic Park movie and nobody dies? <laughs> nobody you cared about died. Nobody you didn't care about died. I mean, the only guy, who is it? That, that was the one character that died in that movie like, that we really even noticed. They kept all 17 characters from past movies and the new characters. The whole time we're sitting there saying, oh, she's going to die. We thought they were going to kill the black girl for sure. <laughs> and she she lasted that whole movie like everybody else. It was like, what are they doing? You got to club, you got to clock somebody. It, it's Jurassic Park. Anyhow, so that's my long but short answer. Last two movies... Thor, Love of Thunder, and the new Jurassic Park movie, whatever that one was called, Jurassic World, <laughs> where everybody stays alive. Uh, what's up, y'all? Anybody want to say anything? I got the hellos. Not much. Anyhow, you guys can hang out. I'm taping my podcast, and that's about it. That's all that's happening here. I'm answering a bunch of questions. I might veer off into my real world. Um, doing it on TikTok at the same time is a little bit of a social experiment. Just trying to see how far out of my comfort zone I can come where people can look at me and judge me and say, hey man, that guy's a lot of gray on his chin and uh, what's up with... <laughs> I don't really care. Anyhow, actually I do care, but I don't care. You know what I mean? It's just being uncomfortable, but I'm actually comfortable in my own skin, so I guess it's cool too. Um, let's see. Hmm. What did you want to be when you were small? Well, I personally wanted to be a hockey player. And coming from <laughs> Jamaican parents uh, who didn't care one thing about sports unless it was cricket or something like that um it wasn't an easy go but i can honestly say playing hockey um what i found in hockey as a youngster was that most of the black kids that were at my school which was maybe in my grade anyway let's say there was maybe five and the three of us were guys and we were dominating <laughs> in, in most in most sports including hockey but if you ask you know and this is in Toronto 
did we have money to join leagues? Nah. You know what I mean? So we played shinny hockey, we played road hockey, we played whatever kind of hockey there was that didn't cost money. But the funny thing is we were always better than everybody else, including all the white kids. But we just didn't get a chance because we just didn't have the money. I mean, my parents did actually pay for my brother who was older. But what happens in so many, so many people's lives is that the parents have money for one kid to do one thing and they don't necessarily have it for every kid to get to do it. So my older brother, I guess, spent the money, the, the, the hockey money in my family. <laughs> but um, yeah, and beyond that, I would honestly say I aspired to be a radio host of all things. I mean, like there was my time that I flirted with the idea of trying to become an architect, but then realized my math sucked. So that was kind of out the window by grade 12. I did pretty good in drafting and stuff like that. But, you know, I ain't never going to be no art vandalay. That's for sure. Seinfeld joke for the old people. Um, so, yeah, I would say I wish. I mean, I technically could still pursue something in radio. But I mean, now in this day and age, it's like podcasting is the new radio, except you have your own channel. And you have nobody telling you what you're allowed to say. And depending on how unfettered, I guess is the best way to say it, depending on how unfettered you are in your personal life, and I guess your your actual life, <laughs> um, I guess speaking job-wise, you can basically be the master of your own domain. I mean, you could talk about sports, you could talk about death, you could talk about relationships, you could talk about random nonsense, you could talk about the news that's already been talked about, you know, you can regurgitate that if you want. So, in a sense, I guess, you know, what do they say? The best type of job you could ever have is a job that you could do and you would do for free. Well, guess what? I'm doing it. So, I do it when I want to. <laughs> and... If something comes out of it, amazing. If nothing does, then, you know, it is what it is. Okay, hold up. I got Kanye shouting in my ear. I gotta... <laughs> I gotta cut this song off. It's funny. I got I got this Spotify um, like, like, like songs. And unfortunately, I shouldn't have put anything that has anybody who's actually saying anything. Because I gotta, like, give air to it. <laughs> So I am going to, it's a sweet song though. I'm just going to leave one song and one song only. That's so weird, but it's true. All right. Anyhow, so there's like one person listening. The Lord knows who that is. And um, hi there. Um, there were a few people in here, actually. I guess I was really going at it for a while there. <laughs> it's better than yesterday. I had one dude, the messy fan, just sitting there staring at me. <laughs> I have no idea how I got 413 likes. Is this like all week or is this today? Because, I mean, yesterday I had 999 again. So I guess this could have been more recent. Uh, I have no idea how the likes go on that thing. Anyhow, next question. I got to slow down. It's killing my vibe with all this talking in my ear. Hopefully the music's going to start soon. I need to pay for Spotify. What do you think about that? 
pay for Spotify as opposed to just taking the, the nonsense that they give you with your Spotify. <laughs> Actually, I had it for about five years and it was hooked up on my phone plan or something like that. And I never noticed it because it was just free. But now I can honestly say I, I recognize it because all of a sudden I'll just hear some people talking and it'll like throw me off, especially if I'm doing my podcast. But then I get my amazing song. I love this song. I'm listening to right now and I probably can't even probably can't even pronounce it. It's um it's the it's the love theme from Ashiki 2, the movie. And I'm not sure if you heard of it or not. There's no um words, it's just amazing heartfelt instrumentals. But um you know, I did want to be real like answering questions is cool and I got more let's see what's the questions coming up hmm. Hmm. Right, that's a pretty cool question all right um you know it's interesting looking at life and what it's become okay so I'm 50 look 50 right uh, I'm 50 years old um, I was married twice, <laughs> two-time loser in that respect. I work a full-time job, a podcast. I don't have much of a social life. Now, some of the stuff I've talked about bits and pieces prior to this, but, um, let's just give it a rundown since I'm fresh, fresh off of the funeral and off losing my sister and I've realized that I look at everything so much different I'm no longer looking forward to holidays going anywhere I value my sister my mother my children and the funny thing is, that's pretty much most of what's actually still existing in my life. Um, after relationships break up and people go away or you have your relationships and you put everything into your, your relationship. Okay, I can't listen to this. Hold on. I gotta stop this first. I have no idea why this woman is playing still. I gotta stop this. But what I'm saying is, if you're one of those people, like me, who who basically um, pushed everything out, not really pushed, but just didn't try to foster relationships, friendly relationships with people outside of work or wherever you were, for good reason sometimes, I look back, even though on, at some respect they did find the way in my life anyways but you find out that when you're older you if you don't have friends you you generally don't make too many more friends I mean you do you can make workout friends and workout friends or work friends but um to say that you're gonna have a bunch of people in your life that you're gonna care about and you're gonna want to invite over for this that and the other 
probably not. And in most cases, a lot of those people have have their own people in that they have the, and do those really special things with. You might get invited to a party here and there, or you might get invited to a wedding, unfortunately, a whole bunch of funerals. But, um, you know, basically at my age, it feels like I'm stuck with whatever it is. But I mean, at the same time, I don't believe that. I think I just hear it. I'm like, I'm living it, obviously. But I think you hear so many that like, so from so many people that if you're 50 and you have one <laughs> or no friends, then that's basically your lot for life. But somehow I don't believe it. I don't know why so many people now that I think of it that are my age and who have been my age seem to think that if you're at a, a place in your life where you're a middle-aged adult and you don't have friends, then you're just not going to have friends because there's lonely people out there. There's people who want to be friendly. I mean, I believe that you can join a sports club. You can join a church. You can, um, you know, book clubs, um, dancing. There's so many things that you could really do. You could join uh, clubs for like cars or whatever, in, you know, whatever you're enthusiastic about. These are the things that you can do with your life. I mean, what I was saying last time while I was on TikTok is that there's so many people, first of all, who know everything. <laughs> and to the people who are watching on TikTok, I don't really profess to know everything. That's for sure. Um, but everybody knows something about everything, it seems. And that's what kind of <laughs> disinterested me from like... I guess caused the disinterest in me as far as doing my podcast. I was like, am I one of these people just sitting here preaching? And then I realized, you know what? I'm not because I'm just giving my experience. So I'm giving the experience of a guy who is, I don't even say guy. I say a Christian, a guy, a black guy, a Canadian Jamaican. <laughs> and it's just my experience as also being a parent also being a person who was in a long-term relationship that failed um, of a son who is taking care or helped take care of both my parents in their old age and uh, you know um, now the son to a widowed mother and both my parents lived in the same house with us for as long as I knew them well obviously I didn't stay here forever but I mean you know that's the way it was we lived in a proper life I, I literally thought i was i was growing up in flipping huxtable house I, did, I had no idea you know what i mean the brady bunch whatever and um <laughs> it's funny how that unravels you know you grow up as a kid and i was the youngest in my family so i grew up thinking that i was living in the perfect family and the little bumps and bruises that i experienced in school like being bullied um never being beaten up but just um being like mentally bullied funny enough by other black kids <laughs> and you know now that I look back on it I realize that they were jealous jealous for what I don't know I don't know what they knew about my family I don't think they thought that I was rich even though I didn't live in the you know quote-unquote hood <laughs> I lived right beside it <laughs> I was too rich to be poor and too poor to be rich you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I lived right beside the Ontario housing. I think that's what it was called, the projects in the area. And these were still nice projects. They weren't like 
there was no people running around with crack or there was no like there wasn't like every day there was a fight or there was like everybody looking disheveled and houses that were break broken down and stuff like that and water was running and lights were on like they were pretty good housing projects but the class level i guess would be the worst thing about the area sadly um but there were some obviously decent people and and to tell you the truth i spent most of my younger younger days always going over there <laughs> even though my parents always told me just stay on the street stay on it was always stay on the driveway <laughs> and then i slowly made it to the road and then i slowly found where some of my friends who went to my school lived and then it was like every day i was over there until i got a little bit older and I'm saying like 13, 14, 15. I was just home and I was hanging out with the kids on my street. But um, I don't even know how I got on that. But life is really interesting. You know, now that I'm the age I am, it's like. I realize I have nobody to impress anymore. Like. It would be amazing to have a woman that cared about me and a woman that I cared for and something that you could, you know, spend the rest of your days with. But <laughs> I'm not going to say I'm jaded. I'm not going to say I'm not jaded to some extent. But um, knowing that, like my sister who passed away, who lived okay i can't say she lived the perfect life and i could say that sometimes she was disgruntled or disgruntled um for different reasons but as pure of a person that i've known walk this earth i would say it was my sister and i know everybody likes to say that oh that's that's how i feel about my sister as well but um i i can't i'm not going to get into her personal personal stuff but um she was I mean I believe we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God I believe that this this um, person here is filthy rags no matter how nice of a sweet of a person you believe you are you still got all that sin in you and I mean I speak as usual from a Christian standpoint so I don't believe anybody is good but because I mean even the depths of our heart you know sometimes you have you might be a person who's never stolen anything, never killed anybody, never swore. <laughs> um, but you know the thoughts and you know the words that you've said in your heart that you, you know, like those things, sin begins in your heart. When somebody goes out to do something bad to somebody, it began in their heart. These people, many of them were just, I guess, brash enough to, to follow through with those things thoughts those thought patterns those heartfelt desires you know those psychotic behaviors those angry um dangerous <laughs> behaviors but um as far as knowing my sister you know no kids never been never been married never had a boyfriend um apparently good looking from um people like i think she was good looking but she's my sister but from other people's um, standpoint, very good looking. And her situation from my culture and from where I come from, is it's not normal. The behaviors that she had, like she took care of my parents um, 
both of them, like my mother is now 80 and now it's me and my other sister who are taking care of her. But um, my father, right to the day he died with Parkinson's, my sister was hands-on and she was right in front of everybody. And she was also the caregiver for my sister and my mother who are left with me now. And then she ended up with cancer. Seems strange, right? Um, and what happened? Again, I'm kind of going over the story again for those people who don't know, though. She was scared to go into the hospital. From everything that she was hearing, you know, from this station in Toronto called CB24, every day it was, I don't know why these guys, I don't know why people play it. First of all, like regularly in their house, like if you got to check in on some news, sure. But to have that thing playing every day, I wouldn't advise it. Anyhow, long story short, she was scared to go into the hospitals with with her sickness. And um, needless to say, the, the cancer ravaged her body. So that's just, you know, what it is. And that's what it was. But, um... So then I look at myself now and I say, you know, I think about all the dirt, you know, all the bad stuff that I've done in my life, all the bad places I've been, all the bad things I've seen, all the, <laughs> all the nonsense. And I'm saying with all that I have, like I have three kids, you know, I have a half decent job, better than most. Um, I lived in a house for most of my life, except when I decided not to, and when I wasn't, I was living in a condo. Um, now I'm certainly not saying that I'm privileged or more privileged than many, even though obviously I am privileged to some extent, but I've never been rich. My parents weren't balling. My, both my parents worked blue-collar jobs. My father worked for a place called Via Rail. And he wasn't in the higher echelon of the company whatsoever. He was a man who would um, run the men's ministry at our church. And he would preach sometimes. He would sing sometimes. Um, he would also sell... Um, something called Best Line and whatever it is, just random products on the side there just to make or to help make ends meet. My mom worked as um, in nursing for all my life. She worked in one place for 37 years before retiring. My dad worked from the time that he got to Canada till the day that he retired. He worked for one company as well. And um, he lived somewhat of a full life. I still think there was more things that he could have done. And then I look again, him dying at 81, turning 82 of Parkinson's. It's like, it's just funny. I just have a different outlook. It's funny. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about all three of the, the, the most close passings in my life. My father died in 2000, 2005 of Parkinson's at the age of 81, turning 82. Um, we took care of him for the last, say, 15 years of his life. So he basically retired. And then as he retired, we kind of noticed the shakiness of, you know, it, it's funny how Parkinson's starts in your hands and 
you know, first you can stop, you can stop the tremors, and then eventually you can't. And the way his went, eventually he started falling asleep with his eyes open. And we got him checked out and said, yeah, it, it is Parkinson's. And they did little, small little things to help him, whatever our OHIP covered and whatever his health insurance from from retirement, whatever it is that covered. And um, it slowly just took him away. You know, the funny thing is when I look at my father is that this dude was able to run. <laughs> he never, he never, he never drove a car in this country. He did have his license. I think you were like less than a man if you if you didn't get your license or something. Those old school dudes. So he had a license in this country. He used to drive in England. He had a car in England. Yeah, he drove I think in Jamaica. But for some reason here, he never owned a car, but he had his license. But I've seen this old dude run at the age of 64, 65 for a bus. And you would think that this guy is 40. <laughs> or maybe even younger. Um, anyhow, that's that was his end. Then in 2007, my brother passed. My brother, who was fit as a fiddle. <laughs> at one point, he was a vegan. Um, before it was the mainstay in, in, in society. Um, he stopped that, but he started to eat meat, but not as much, but he was fit, fit, fit. I mean, this guy, um, actually somehow got s seen by scouts of the Montreal Expos in the major league baseball and almost became a major league baseball player pitching. It's the weirdest thing. He was just playing some pickup baseball. I don't know. He was probably just playing pickup baseball with with um i guess really top level players the way he was that dude was probably just walking past the the diamond and some kids were playing and he, and he probably just asked if he could play and they asked him if he wanted to pitch and yada 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 he ended up getting a, a call to try out for the montreal expos um and he just it just high school dropout ran away from a home <laughs> at 15, came back at 2021. 20, dude gets a, a tryout to be a, a, a major league baseball player at the age of 31. <laughs> he didn't do it because the person he was with at the time, who was the mother of his children, um, didn't think it was a good idea for him to go because it, his um, youngest son was sick at the time. And I know till the day he died, I know because they ended up breaking up. <laughs> I know that he um, regretted that move. But um, it is what it is. And he passed away at 44. So you got my dad die at 81. My brother died at 44. So now me at 50, I'm like getting close to the middle. I have no idea. I obviously outlived my brother, who was nine years older. And then there's my sister, who's two years older than me passing of cancer and it's like <laughs> three lives that couldn't be any more different than they were and two yeah two men who had seen the world had basically done it their way <laughs> you had one that was very very humble but came to Canada from the, from Jamaica Pulled himself up by his bootstraps. <laughs> Didn't really pull himself up too far, but far enough where he could raise a family 
and live in another country. Um, he still owned land in the old country, but we all got shafted out of that, but whatever. Um, you know, and then you had one dude who just checked out on society and basically, even though he was technically on the grid, he um, was off the grid. He really didn't give to about anything to, to like, well, obviously he cared about some things, but not society's rules. So he lived definitely by the beat of his own drum. And sometimes it served him well, <laughs> and sometimes it got him in trouble. And that's just what it was. So then it comes to my sister where it's like, she did everything our parents thought she should do. She started to, I guess, outperform in some ways, like her eating was impeccable. She would uh, discover new <laughs> non-chemical laced um, products for everything from clothes, from, from um, stuff to wash your clothes with to stuff to eat, of course, everything. <laughs> she was very um, minimalistic when it came to things that she would purchase. Um, she would regularly go and buy fresh food, fresh fruits and vegetables daily almost like she was a person making daily trips to the grocery store buying nothing but um, organic food so she was living very healthy a healthy frame um, and like I mean this woman at at 45 before she got sick had abs <laughs> and um, her only exercises were some stretches after she got hit by a car by the way and um, and just helping around the house and being a caregiver for my mom and my sister. And this is the person that gets struck in with cancer. <laughs> and when she did get diagnosed, they gave her possibly two to three months. And you know, only the mercy of God, she she lived for a year and a half almost. And it's just crazy this would be the person that would go. And, you know, when I think about it, I'm like, you know, I, for, for one, I've said this before that I thought that she would outlive me. I literally would worry about this girl. I would say, who's going to take care of Marjorie? She's not married. She has no kids. Now, yes, she has nephews and a niece, but, but to, and I'm sorry, I have to laugh, but to say that these guys were going to end up taking care of her in, in any serious, dedicated way. Now, I know people change <laughs> and people get older, but um, I used to worry, I used to worry so much about my sister and She's my older sister by two years, but I used to call her my little sister. And I always, you know, have jokes about it that people thought we were twins. When when I was 12 and she was 14, we were about the same height. Um, you know, we looked like the Bobsy twins or whatever. We, <laughs> But, um, you know, it's just funny how things go. And she went. And I cried a bag of tears and they still haven't stopped falling 
and it's so weird i i don't think they're ever gonna stop it's so strange like you know my father passed but i mean he had this 15 year illness he was 81 so it's like how long do you expect a person to live right if you make it to 81 you're blessed already and if you have all your faculties and you're able to move around even better but um and my brother was just living he was trying to pull up and pick up the pieces of his life at 44 and things just were not coming together for him if anything they had spiraled and gotten worse so with all the torment and trouble that he was going through it was almost like a relief because I just couldn't see his life getting any better so when he passed it was like like a release like a like a like a um like relief we weren't gonna get phone calls at three o'clock in the morning of nonsense of him waking my mom up and freaking her out and he we weren't gonna go through the episodes of you know just him just freaking out randomly for nonsense and then going away for you know weeks at a time and us wondering where he is you know but with my sister (laughs) young strong vibrant very smart even when she was home taking care of my parents this girl was still doing online courses and getting accreditations that well she would hide (laughs) at least from me and um she was getting stuff done you know while being a caregiver and you know the funny thing was one thing that really got to me was she said to me you know I don't know what it was like it was just me and her in the hospital when she had first gone in and thank god they let me in because it was a time when you know this COVID stuff was going on where they were not allowing people and I had somebody very close to me um, advocate for me even though I knew something about advocating for people. It's kind of funny when it's you, you don't know what to do. (laughs) Like, I mean, some people do because, you know, they take on whatever it is they've learned in school and they push it into their life. For some reason, the things that I've learned, I know how to activate it for other people, but not so much for myself. Anyhow, I was able to be in the hospital every time she was from right from the beginning to the end. I, um, I took all of my sick days last year all for her I had COVID luckily I was doing a job that was online so even though I was not feeling well I made sure that I did my job and I didn't take days off and I saved all of my my sick days my 11 sick days I missed one appointment for my sister and I can honestly tell you beyond like the feelings that I have now I do look back and I say what a basket case I would have been imagine if I didn't take those sick days off imagine I said you know what these are sick days and I can't take them off I mean I couldn't afford to be off of work and just not work so I had to work but I needed these sick days to take care of my ailing sister because my other sister is unable to take her to appointments nor neither do any of them drive including my mother and my mother needed caregiving as well 
But I'm saying the fact that I was able to do that, it's like it was like winning the lottery. <laughs> and then the way that she passed again, you don't go much better. I mean, she was always able to communicate verbally. Over the last month, she got weak, so there wasn't much walking. It'd be walking from here to there. And then for the last two weeks or three weeks, I started having to carry her from bed to to chair and stuff. But, um, I, you know, I, I said all this just to say that um, I look at life so, so different now, you know? I... And I can't say that it's like some overwhelming sadness, but it is sadness. But you know that song that says every time you go away, you take a piece of me with you? Yeah, well, I really didn't realize how much pieces <laughs> actually were um, welded to my sister. So, yeah, so that's how that is. So I look at things so differently. That was a long explanation, I know. See how much time I burnt. Uh, 40 minutes talking. Jeez, goes like nothing. Some people wonder, they say like, how can you do the podcast by yourself? I mean, it would be so much easier. I have so many people, so many cool people around me that I could technically interview or just chop it up with, but I think they're just not as comfortable in front of a mic as I am. And you know, I mean, there's only one person in it right now. There was more before, but um, I haven't really been interacting with TikTok live. I'm just, as I said, it's just kind of a social experiment. <laughs> um, and it is what it is. I'm going to get back to answering more of these questions. Let's see. It's kind of funny. These glasses are supposed to be helping me read things, but sometimes it doesn't feel that way at all put it back on it helps with the muscle I suppose focusing in and out whatever it is let's see okay if you could choose to do anything for a day what would it be just for a day what do you do for one day that would be so amazing? Um, I wish it was a different question. <laughs> but um, if I could do anything for one day? So many little things that I don't know if they're worthy of my one, <laughs> if it was a wish. Um... I guess it would be, honestly, there you go. If I could do one thing for one day, I would literally, if I was able to have my sister sitting there, my father sitting there, and my brother sitting there in front of me, and if I could spend one day talking about everything and asking all the questions that I could possibly pack into those 24 hours, that's probably what I would do. 
as I said last podcast, it's like, you know, when, when, when somebody passes away, you, you, you have to go through your memory bank, your Rolodex of situations and you have to try just because if you, you know, if you try to call on the wisdom that you've learned through the experiences of your, of your, um, family members who have tried to teach you (laughs) not only right from wrong as my father did but also different ways of looking at things as my brother would do or the right way of doing things as my sister would do I've lost so much with these three people and I, I knew them in different ways you know but um, yeah, if I could do that one thing, that would be it for one day. And trust me, I'd be taking notes or I'd be recording, probably recording because then I could get more questions off. I'm just being honest. Let's see. What is your favorite game or sport to watch and play? Well, now that I'm an old bean, I guess it's always been hockey for me. Like I played football, I played basketball in high school um, at a half decent level. I was pretty good. By by grade 11, I could dunk a basketball. Um, Football, I played linebacker. Um, That's in high school. So, I was a half decent athlete, but I would say always, even though basketball became more fashionable basketball, like you could, everybody could see it. Everybody could come in like, and you know, in the gym after school, your game was starting. Whereas with hockey, you were just, it was like, you're an enthusiast, you're off to the side and you're playing and you're lucky if, if anybody's watching you in that freezing gold rink, but definitely hockey was my favorite sport it was just you know I was growing up around the era of <laughs> of Michael Jordan and um, basketball was a thing shave your head get an earring <laughs> get a pair of J's if you could afford it or however people used to get them back in the days uh, Tyrone 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 <laughs> uh, let me tell you a story Speaking of that, but that all comes off of basketball. But um, back in the day, basketball, um, Michael Jordan basketball shoes were so desired, <laughs> and I can honestly tell you because I know what shoes they were. Um, was it the Jordan? Was it the Jordan threes? I think. All I know was the first kid in my whole high school to ever have a pair of Jordans. Now. There could have been some other people that had them and I just didn't recognize or know back then. But it was pretty, yeah, I would say he was probably the first kid who had a pair of, like, the newer Jordans. You know, some of us had the Air Force Ones and stuff like that. But he had these, I think they were Jordan 2s. And um, so his name was Cole. And... The funniest thing. Now, what would really be funny is if Cole actually listens to this podcast. But um, 
if you know Cole, no, no. Anyhow, Cole had these pair of basketball shoes, and it wasn't because he was trying to floss back in the day or he was trying to be cool. Because Cole definitely wasn't a cool kid, as as you know people would define a cool person. This guy was just good boy, behaving himself, going to school. Um, we were in grade ten, so I guess if you kind of checked out when the Jordan, anyhow. All I know is there was this other kid who hardly spent time at school because he was always in trouble and either skipping school, suspended, and jail time. Anyhow, I know these two people. And, of course, sadly enough, Tyrone. (laughs) Who knows where he is right now? Maybe he straightened. That boy either straightened up and he's flying straight or I could only imagine. Um, but needless to say, one day Cole comes to school, no Jordans, and he has three indentations on the side of his head. This boy got punched so hard that it left indentations in the side of his head and his shoes got taken from him. By Cole, Cole's shoe got taken by Cole, a white kid, blonde hair, blue eye, got his Jordans snatched from him, or as we called it back in the day, he got rolled for his Jordans, and Tyrone took them. Now, we didn't see Tyrone, so chances are, even if, he, if he ever wore them, he sold them or something, because he never came back to school for a, for a little bit. Anyhow, all that happened was Tyrone went away for a bit, Cole was cool. Nobody, I mean, I don't think anybody knew. And nobody was going to tell on, on, on Tyrone because you were just asking for an ass whooping yourself. Not to mention, the next day, after I guess the first day of it happening to him, Cole came back to school with a new pair of Jordans. The exact same ones that he lost. <laughs> so, that's that story. Anyway, that's my, my, my main story around basketball. Uh, man, oh man, kids are so stupid back in the day. I wonder why he had the unmitigated gall to go back and buy the same damn shoes he just got knocked out. And he literally got knocked out for these shoes, people. That takes some balls. I mean, some guts. <laughs> you know? You imagine, would you? I would figure that you probably, like the average person would make any excuse not to buy the same exact shoes that he just got knocked out for and rolled for. Didn't happen again, as far as we know. But could you imagine? Hmm. I think he was living with his grandparents too, so maybe the grandmother just said, damn that, I'm buying those shoes again. (laughs) But anyway, I always respected either Cole or his grandma for that move. I mean, he could just went and bought a pair of regular Nikes or a pair of Sparks like the rest of us suckers were wearing back then. Whatever we were wearing back then. Asics or whatever. <clears throat> Let's see. It's funny how these questions bring me back into different starts and different parts of my life. Um, would you rather ride a bike, ride a horse, or drive a car? Well, I've done all of those things. And I mean, I don't, I've never had a motorbike. 
if, if you're calling that a bike, but it just says bike. Um, well, they're definitely not going in court. Eh, I take car. <laughs> I mean, can't really ride a horse or a bike in the dead of winter. A uh, car is faster, again, of course, if you're not talking about a motorbike, but then, of course, you can't carry four people in your car or your SUV in your horse or your bike. So I'll take a car any day, especially the way they make cars these days. Let's see. Would What would you sing at karaoke night? Well... Because I've sung so many songs, I, there's a lot of things that I would sing. But if I had one song, even though I'm not losing my religion, but I, I might sing Losing My Religion by R.E.M. Or maybe I would sing um, Redemption Song by Bob Marley. One of those, probably. <clears throat> see. What two radio stations do you listen to in the car the most? Well, I don't really listen to radio that much in the car anymore, to tell you the truth. And when I did, it would be um, Power 105.1 FM in New York. And that was because the reason why I used to listen to them is that they were playing current music, new music, um, generally R&B, hip-hop, but there was no swearing. But they were playing the new stuff and the proper stuff. They weren't just playing like you know, the same set of top seven songs over and over and over and over. So I like that. Plus, I used to listen to Charlemagne the God. <laughs> I don't know why this fool called himself that. Anyhow, or whatever his name is, Leonard, or whatever. <laughs> um, and then beyond that, I used to listen to 99.5 WDCX in Buffalo, New York, and now it's Christian Radio. So those are the two. Funny enough, I wouldn't have another one to give, so it's nice that they only has two. Um, I'm going to do the last question. I think I could break out of here. Let's check the timing on this thing. I don't like to go too long. Yeah. Let's see. Let's get that last question in. Which would you rather do? Wash the dishes, mow the lawn, clean the bathroom, or vacuum the house? Perfect question. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. It's a perfect question. What would I rather do? Well, I can honestly tell you, simping like I was doing in my relationship. I used to do all of those things. Um, I used to wash the dishes. 100%. Along with every other chore, pretty much it felt like in the house. I used to do the laundry too. Um, mow the lawn, yeah, I was the only one cutting the lawn. Clean the bathrooms, well, yeah, I used to do that too. And back in the house, yeah. That was me too. Now, as the kids got older, we started trying to divvy up some of the rela um, relationships. We started divvying up some of the responsibilities around the house, but I can honestly style, say that I was still doing all of those things. <laughs> I can say I wasn't the best husband, but I certainly, from my standpoint, I definitely wasn't the worst husband. 
there was other things that I was obviously doing wrong. And it's funny, you know. I mean, when you look at that question, which would you rather do? Wash the dishes, mow the lawn, clean the bathroom, or vacuum the house? And as a man, as a married man, I was doing all of those things on a regular basis. <laughs> Until, of course, as I said, my wife decided that was a good idea to see if we could divvy up the responsibilities and maybe give me a break and give the kids some sense of responsibility. But even when it was our turn, <laughs> because we were divvying up those things, I was still doing all those things. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, it's good. I got craziness going on downstairs. You kids with these video games, eh? Like it's like life. <laughs> My kids going crazy on downstairs. Um, I think that's really cool. I'm, I'm gonna go on to the next question here. If you could hire someone to help you, would it be with cleaning, cooking, or yard work? I guess cleaning I guess I guess cleaning out of the three of them probably cleaning but I mean it's nice not to have to do I mean any of them I would just I would let it be up to the person they're all time consuming so whatever the person was willing to do I guess I would just have them do it I guess um, I used to love to cut the grass there was a point where my last house were we had the nicest lawn on the on the street, according to neighbors, and that was because of me. <laughs> so I, I took pride in that, even though we don't we only have good grass probably three to four months out of the whole year. So knowing that I had a hand in it, and you know I buy the flowers and plant them and all this other stuff and manicure the bushes and stuff like that. So I guess it wouldn't really be the yard work because that's me. Um, yeah, and then cooking, I mean, if they're like some amazing cook, but I mean, my mom used to always cook for me as a kid, so it's like, I don't know, it's like life is kind of, I like to be able to prepare my own food and prepare my food for my, my family when I can, so yeah, I don't know. I guess I think that's the, the one thing when it comes to relationships. It's like you just want somebody to, to do hand in hand with you. And even if you're a cook all the time, it's nice to, to have a, a plate of food cooked for you and presented to you. Like if you're important enough for that thing to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's definitely how I look at that. Okay, what else we got here? So those are interesting questions. Those are good questions for me. Let's see if I can hit one more. Right, let me okay. Let me knock these last two off. I don't even know if I'm gonna answer. I'm not even. I'm not even pre uh, 
really vetting these questions properly. Let's see. If you could only eat one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? Mm. I would, sorry for all the vegetarians, but I would probably eat steak. <laughs> Personally. If I could only eat one thing. And I know that you eventually get sick of that, just like everything else, but <laughs> just thinking about it. Or, actually, I had, maybe I pick lasagna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe, if I wasn't lactose intolerant. <laughs> okay, uh, let's see. Who is your favorite author? Probably C.S. Lewis. I like the fact that he was a believer and even though he, I think he's the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe um, writer, um, I know that the basis was the Bible, the story of Christ, um, say him, but I mean, overall, <laughs> the greatest author is the author of the Bible, which is God himself, even though there are 66 books in the Bible and they had different writers. They were all inspired by the Holy Spirit. So that's what I say. Um, yeah, I'm not really going to answer the question about nicknames. I will answer the last question. Do you like or dislike surprises? Why or why not? I like surprises. The only thing is if there's this big, huge time frame between me hearing what the, <laughs> what the surprise is, I would rather know. Hey, what's up, Mr. Beast? <laughs> Mr. Beast. Interesting name. Um, I guess it was a, a takeoff of the dude from, from YouTube, I guess. But, um, yeah. As long as it's not a big long time frame, like if, if somebody says they got a surprise for me, then like I expect to know what the surprise is within the next five minutes. Otherwise, I'm going to be like detective trying to figure out what that surprise is. But yeah, things have really been different. I can honestly tell you from um, how I used to feel about life, you know. You know, would I rather this? Would I rather that? Would I rather go here? Would I rather go there? Like, there was a time was like I was like looking forward to vacations. I haven't had a proper vacation for, well, not like, like a break. I haven't had a break from work since last Christmas. Um, I should have had one in March, but then I started a new job. And then generally I would have a two month break by the end of June, but this year I worked right through, meanwhile planning a funeral. So, even with my new job now, it's like, I like it some days, and some days I really dislike it. Sometimes I don't even know what my um, my responsibilities are. Like, they're not set in stone. It's kind of like, <laughs> half the time I'm picking up the pieces, you know? Which is not really a cool job to have. You know, it, I can honestly tell you, I'm not a personal assistant, but sometimes it feels like I'm a personal assistant in some ways, whereas it's like 
if the head person and whatever it is you're, the company you're working for, if they feel like doing something, they do it. If they feel like they're checking out on things for a bit, then they delegate it to the person who's second in command. So you never know. You could be running around with your uh, like a chicken with your head cut off, or you could be wandering around aimlessly trying to make yourself look busy because there's really nothing for you to do. It's really... <laughs> and it's funny because I'm like a really um, ritual, regular schedule program kind of person. And once the routine is taken out of my life, it's like sometimes I don't even know what to do with myself. And then when they try to put you back into the routine... <laughs> It's like, look, my routine was doing nothing now. Now you got to make me do work. So I'd rather just continue doing the same thing. The only thing I like to do is anything artsy off the side. So that would be like singing or um, even though this podcast is fun, you know, all sides of it too. Like the sometimes it's the prep work. I like I'm that dude who like roll over in bed and put down a note, something that I want to talk about. Like it'll just come to me, you know. Anyhow, that's about it for today, y'all. I'm going to give it a cut. Thanks for coming out, y'all. Um, I really appreciate everybody listening on my podcast. I know that I took a little bit of a hiatus, a little bit of a break. And I know that I've probably been a little bit down in the dumps as far as my um, content. <laughs> but, you know, it's not easy. and And hopefully... At some level, I can help somebody else who who is going through the same thing that I went through with the passing of a family member or a close relative or a person in your life. And um, I can honestly say, while well, questions aside and all joking aside, I would really encourage you from my experience. You know, I don't know everything. I don't I definitely do not profess to know everything. I'm, I'm learning I'm learning every day, <laughs> certainly learning every year, <laughs> if I'm not learning every day. Um, there definitely are new things happening regularly these days. Um, I thank God for everybody God has put into my life who have taught me things, even when they didn't realize they were teaching me things. I've learned things from from children, from old people, <laughs> from just your average Joe Blow. But one thing I've learned is that, listen, as I said, I don't really credit myself, but to do something for someone, especially end-of-life care, there is nothing more rewarding that I've ever done in my life taking care of my sister at the end there it was better than better than than winning the lottery you know so I would encourage you if you and we didn't have issues but if you even have issues with someone in your life and if you have the opportunity to make it right with that individual and to 
do something or some things for that individual and let them know that bygones are bygones it's all water under the bridge you forgive them or if they've forgiven you and you were able to somehow make it right <laughs> go ahead 100% go ahead you know don't take anybody or anything for granted. You know, we're only young once. <laughs> and so many things pass. You you take for granted your, your physical capabilities as a young person. Your cognitive abilities as a maturing um, teenager to 20-something. <laughs> you don't your virility, your, your um, strength, your flexibility. <laughs> There's so many things that you take for granted when you're younger. You have no clue. <laughs> Thanks, Olivia. Jay. <laughs> you, you, um, you don't know, you don't know how, like the things that you're able to do change a hundred percent the first thing i can honestly tell you that i noticed was something again goes back to basketball somehow but being able to dunk a basketball from the age of 16 17 only up until 21 and what happened was in tw at 21 i twisted my knee and because i wasn't a star big star basketball player at my college I was just like playing from from um, campus to campus so I was just one of those guys so I was playing but I wasn't you know um, and my knee wasn't looked after right so I might have touched a basketball rim <laughs> again maybe five or six or seven more times in my life but I never dunked a basketball again you know and then I, that was bad enough that was already like <laughs> I don't want to say traumatizing because so many worse things happen to people but to have the realization that you used to do something so well and then to know that you're never going to be able to do that ever again because of limitation in your body that was the first realization that was the first wake up call as to yo <laughs> some things you're gonna you're, you're able to do right now you are not going to be able to do those later on and that time could come sooner than you think <laughs> so anyhow I'm gonna sign off now again to my first time listeners thank you for listening for my regular listeners thank you for my last time listeners because I talk pure nonsense <laughs> in your eyes thank you for coming out anyhow and let somebody know or let somebody you don't like know about my podcast <laughs> it's called you're probably right and you're welcome in my house anytime it's mcm signing off take care yeah whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> ready
Guided by your beating heart I can't tell where this journey will end But I know where to start They tell me I'm too young to understand They say I'm caught up in some dream me by if I don't open up my eyes well that's fine by me so wake me up when it's all over when I'm wiser and I'm older all this time I was finding myself and I didn't know
Come check out You Probably Write Podcast. Society is getting more unpredictable every day, but at the same time, predictable in its unpredictability. Say that four times real fast. Come with me as I attempt to find clarity in all the fog while staying way outside the box and kicking the box way down the road with my size 12 docks. <laughs> I use the Bible, experience, education, fortune, misfortune, life's lessons, life's mistakes to sort through all the mess. I talk about news, God, uh oh, yeah, God, self help, sports, sickness, health, music, parenting, love, humbleness, hurt, pain, joy, and all the things that might make you say, hmm, I never thought of it that way. Hopefully, anyway. Also, I take a stab at answering tough and not so tough questions and all the while understand that listen sometimes you end up in the hot seat and there's no thermostat well that's how it is here and because there's no topic well very few topics off the table Torontonians will understand that Doug Ford reference there <laughs> hopefully the podcast will be helpful and uplifting and hey maybe you'll find your own private Idaho here somewhere hope to see you soon